Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Greasy Bear Blues. I'm the one P Shark with the guys. What's going on, y'all? I'm the shooting guard, Mr. Scott Lido. What's good, y'all? What's good? This is your guy, Young Trail, Mr. Double Dribble Glitches himself. Corner main, you already know him in the corner of three. Yeah, Mr. Pick and Pop, the cheese dip master, Sheedy. Yes, sir. It's that ice cold tray inside the paint, baby, holding it down for all my big man tabs. You can make y'all follow me. Shout out to the brothers out there. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but before we start, of course, he just said shout out to the brothers. So happy Father's Day. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Alpha. Appreciate it, bro. I got to take seven shots for the founders later, but we're getting it that later. <laughs> All right. So, remember to follow us on Twitter at Starting5MEM. Um, and follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And listen to the other podcasts on the network, the Core 4 Podcast, the 3ND Podcast, and GBB Live. But first up, go to topic two, free agency review. So, now training camp has started at, the, at this point in time now. So now the preseason is about to come up. The schedule, the schedule just got released, and we're going to talk to that a little later. But we want to review free agency as last time we recorded. Our episode came out after the signings, but we recorded before the signings. So since then, the Anthony Milton was signed. We signed to the Greases four years, $34.6 million contract. John Cutshaw was resigned at four years, $9 million. And John T. Porter was resigned at three years, $5.85 million. And uh, as we discussed before, Killian Tilly was the undrafted free agent signing, along with Sean McDermott. And also Desmond Bain and Xavier Tilly signed their contracts, rookie contracts as well. So what all right, we'll get started with Skyler. Starting this two, the two guard. What are your thoughts about the Grizzlies offseason? Man, I loved it. Um, and I'm gonna go right. To, I'm gonna go straight to the point. Uh, the shooting guard, Mr. DeAnthony Melton. I think that was a really good signing. Um, I just think being able to get him um, at the number that you did um, at, I think it was worth four years. Um, I think that was a pretty solid deal. Um, definitely was able to kind of wrap it up with um, with everybody else you see on the list, John T. Porter and John Conchar. Um, but I also like the um, – I know we may not – I'm not sure if we'll get into that later too, but I definitely like the um, the signings from the draft as well too. So um, I'm for I think the biggest – I think the biggest target that we had going into Fredency was the Anthony Melton. So to be able to get him to resign and come back for the Grizzlies next year, I think it's pretty good. Well, for me, I, I, well for me, I'll just uh, kind of echo the sentiments of the two guards here, Skyler. Um, I felt that uh, the number that the Anthony Melton got to say was right around the range that I felt would have been the appropriate number for the Grizzlies to pay him to stay. Uh, bring Condor back to the fan favorite here at GBB was was amazing as well. Uh, of course, I can't brave too well enough about the draft picks, Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman. Uh, we'll get into that later when we're talking about shit. I do think uh, Tillman can be a nice little glue piece to anchor our defense, maybe contribute some on the inside as well. And, of course, we've been looking for a shoot for the longest since Mike Miller was there. We finally may have had that with Desmond Bain. Um, I'm also okay with Conchar, uh, Jonte Porter as well. Um, could give us a few extra bodies in the event of some injuries. Uh, overall, great offseason for the Grizzlies. And right now, I can definitely say that they're – 
looking like they're running things like a franchise is supposed to be run, like textbook, if you will. Yeah, nothing like like Memphis Grizzlies. We didn't sign like you know Russell Westbrook or, or anything like that, <laughs> or like some washed up veteran like Dwight Howard, um, so to speak, um, for three million. Um, and I I love the Anthony Melton. I, I know we we'll keep talking about that, but like we talked about that on the previous podcast show that we did. Um, we didn't want to exceed ten million. Uh, we felt like that was a little bit too much for someone coming off the bench because then eventually you're going to pay some other people after that. Um, other people that we've signed, I'm I'm really a huge fan of, of John Conchar uh, as a guard. Um, he's just one of those like. I'm going to get it done um, type of guys um, for us um, and definitely a utility player. Like when we need it, um, he's definitely not going to get as many minutes, right? He's not going to get minutes, especially as we get uh, Desmond Bain in more. Um, but I like his attitude and his grit and grind that fits with what the Grizzlies are always going to be about. Um, and Xavier Tillman, like I said, I know we we're talking about the rookies a little bit later on. Um, but I really like Xavier Tillman uh, because of his chemistry um, that he's going to potentially have with Triple J, uh, with them already playing together, having that already. That's something you cannot buy, right? Um, you cannot coach that immediately. Um, so to have that immediate responsive chemistry is huge for me. Um, so those are my two big ones, John and, and Xavier. Yeah, I definitely love what the Grizz have done this offseason as well, especially if you look at the young team that we have. Um, we got a lot of young players, of course, in free agency and through the draft um, that are kind of, we're trying to figure out if you're going to be able to fit into the Grizz culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though we're young, I think the Grizz culture, that written grind 2.0 is definitely there. Like, we got the, you know, the, the, the hit dog, John Moran. We got JJJ coming back. We got JB in the paint. You know what I'm saying? The shooting guards, that's going to be, the, I think, the most competitive thing we're going to talk about training camp competition in a minute. But I think that'll be one of the things that we look at because you do have Dylan Brooks who says he's not better. We got Grayson Allen who showed his ass off in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Who easily, quickly, like I like I said when he when he came here, was gonna be a, a fan favorite. You know, he is what he is. Now we also got somebody, you know, Ricky and Desmond Bain and Mario Hazania who I think could make the final roster. You got somebody who may debate me on that one. You know, that'd be a fun with the, the, the talk about for sure but I think as far as like finding young pieces that are fit into the Grizz culture I think the Grizz did an excellent job with that we just got to keep the ball rolling and we just got to continue to develop one of the things that I've been critical of in the past few years about the Grizzlies culture is not developing the younger players and I think the front office has done an amazing job and I think the the the, the, the potential for us to grow as a team and players to really really develop their skills is going to be there with the coaching staff Yep, yep, spot on. Uh, like I said before, I didn't want to give the Anthony Melton more than about eight. Hey, Mill, he got yep. roughly eight, close one. to nine. Yep. Uh, perfect contract for the type of player. Uh, glad we could bring him back at that price. And as well as the other moves, uh, I didn't think Jonte Porter, because of the Xavier Tillman draft, I didn't think Jonte Porter would be back. So that was a nice sight to see as well to try and give him another shot. And John Contra, we all, like that, we all love that contract. Uh, on the, get on the come up on a four-year deal from being, you know, a borderline NBA player to a four-year deal. I mean, that's a nice little come up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Took, you did reference Mario Zanio. That's what I was getting to next. He was acquired in the bank trade. But um, Chris Harrington made a Twitter, Twitter post the other day 
um, um, Grace's Camp News. Mario Hazania and Marco Goodrick are not slash will not be in camp with the team. So we know who's not going to make the roster. Because <laughs> they have, I think after that trade, now they have 17 players. So yeah, cut it down to 15. Those were two odd numbers out. Well, I mean, <laughs> good luck to Super Mario. I just remember him dunking on Giannis, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him for doing that. But let's go to trade camp. We was talking about who position builders. So we know Josh the point guard, and we know Tyus Jones is the backup. We know, I mean, is he really the point guard? <laughs> Stop the trolling. Just want to get some trolling in. <laughs> Just like a little mm-hmm. trolling. Y'all know how I feel about y'all, man. That was a big troll, actually, not just a little troll. <laughs> just, a little, just a little sneaky in. Mm-hmm. And as of now, and to start the season, we know Dylan Bruce will be the star shooting guard, as he has said by the Twitter post I've seen by Anthony saying others. As Dylan said, he has grown his game over the summer, and he doesn't <laughs> see scoring as a virgin with Jared Jackson out because guess what he's going to do? What he's been doing by... About it, by what I comment. <laughs> I guess, I guess passing is burned in. Let's hope he just found different. Hey, ways let's hope he's been hitting pocket rick at 2K so that way he can get his badges up. We're going for it. Hey, he got options. Let's hope he gets his badges. Yeah, let's get it. Let's hope he got his two guys all together for the season. <laughs> he, he got silver quick or something. That's it. He got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the real thing would be, I guess, so Triple J and Winslow would not be in the lineup to start the season. So, there is your starting three and four. So, I guess the battle would be who's going to start at three and four until they get back. And I guess backup shooting guard would be the next one, Grayson Allen and DeAnthony Milton. So, JV has the five man down. I guess Jonte Porter and Xavier Tillman slash. Coachy Chang will be battling for the five because Brandon Clark is the backup four. So, what are y'all thoughts about I guess position? What battles do y'all see? Who you think is going to get minutes? Do you think Desmond Bank can get in, get some playing time, or how do y'all see this playing out? Um, definitely think Desmond Bank will get minutes. I think just from the tape that I've seen him play, um, if you're a shooter in in today's league, you're going to get minutes. That's just that's just how it works. I mean, if you look at some of the big contracts that were they were handed out. Um, you look at Bartons from from the Wizards. If you look at as most recent, like the JJ Reddicks and other different just shooters around the league, they're going to get minutes and they're going to get paid. So I think having a quality like that, I think he's going to get minutes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he steals minutes from somebody, whether that be Dylan Brooks, depending on how he looks um, coming out of training camp, whether that be Grace Nello, or if he could slide and get some minutes at the three. I think you could do a lot with um, a lot with him. Um, but for me, the person that I'm really going to look at um, is um, is Mr. Tillman from Michigan State. First of all, first of all, I forgot that he was still at Michigan State. He's just one of those players in college basketball. You like. Dang, he's been there for like five years. Um, but I'm just interested to see exactly how he looks. I was really hoping um, that Justice Winslow and I was kind of hoping that Triple J kind of came back too because I definitely would like to see – or I'd like to be a fly on the wall to see like what that what that big man like um, – what those um, drills are looking like or what those battles are looking like too. So I would not be surprised if it, um, it was Xavier Tillman is going to get a lot of minutes coming up this coming up this um, this upcoming season because, I mean, he – 
what you need from that position, that particular position and player, he can do really well, which is guard the pick and rolls. He can rebound. He can um, he can defend uh, the four and five. So I would be I would not be surprised if he is getting 20, 25, maybe even I won't say 30, but definitely good 20, 25 minutes um, towards the end of the season. Well, for me, I, I honestly have to go the opposite end uh, for what Skyler's saying as far as Desmond Bain is concerned. I think it's going to be difficult for him to cover up some minutes for him because well, if you resign Anthony Melton and now you're getting Tyus Jones back, you're basically that's your one and your two off the bench. And we saw from the bubble that DeAnthony Melton is not the greatest. He's a primary ball handler. He's just He's at the two, and he's able to just go out there and be himself and score. Um, of course, Grayson Allen, of course, shot extremely well in the bull. Uh, so who knows that's going to be sustained or not. And if he does, of course, he's going to even more minutes that Desmond Baines not getting. So I just feel it's going to be uh, extremely difficult for Baines to even crack the floor. As much as I would want him to be on the floor, I just think with everything, the guys in front of him, if they continue playing the way they've been playing, I just can't see how Desmond's going to crack the floor. Um, with Jaron being out, I do see that there's going to be a huge opportunity for Xavier Tillman to get some minutes. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I believe if you come and bring him in as that back of four, maybe a little small ball five, he could potentially be your defensive anchor for the second unit. Um, and, of course, with Jaron being out, of course, you obviously going to move Brandon Clark into the starting lineup. Uh, JV is going to be JV as your starting five. Uh, you may get something with Gorgie coming off the bench. And if some – my question was going to be who's going to be at the three spot? Like, who's going to man the other wing once uh, Kyle's position and Justice Winslow is out? Um, at first, I thought that maybe it may have been Super Mario had he uh, actually – or is he, if he's going to stick around, it could potentially be him. But uh, I think that's going to be a question going forward for the Grizzlies. Do you play uh, Bain and Milton together, Milton and Allen, or Allen and Bain together um, as, the, as uh, that three-man, which is going to be kind of small uh, if you really look at it. But uh, I'm excited to see the front court battles and the wing battles um, as well. Uh, but once again, man, the guy's the limit. But we got to figure out for the three spot, at least until Justice gets back. And sorry before the next person goes, but I think to answer your question, that's why I believe Bain can get minutes. Um, I mean, of course, the, the lineup would be kind of small, but who at this point ain't running three guard lineups, right? <laughs> so I think because of his shooting, you could easily slide him, whether you move him up in the lineup and put him at the two and slide Dylan Brooks down to the three or um, put DeAnthony Melton in that two with John Morant and then have Bain at the three as well, too. So that's why I feel like he could steal some minutes from somebody. Yeah, and that's what one of the things I was suggesting. Now I think we all, well, I know we all talked about Dillard's coming off the bench, but even just leaving him in with second unit, so that way those elevated that we saw him take so much in the bubble with the starters, it will be somewhat justified because he'll be, I guess, the main go-to guy to maybe try to create something for himself with the second unit. Uh, so I could definitely see your point there. If uh, you used to leave Dylan out there with the second, which is actually not a bad idea. 
Yeah, I, I want to talk about like just the transition that we had uh, from the bubble to this season. And I think that Brandon Clark was definitely on a great trajectory um, as he was going in some corner shots, some big shots for us, um, getting some key rebounds and doing some defensive stops. Um, so if Jaron's not there, I actually would like to see Brandon Clark uh, inserted as a starter. Um, but also we're in a day and age where like, even though they start doesn't mean they play, you know, 30 plus minutes a game either. Um, but I would I would like to see to the point two you made about development. Let's see what Brandon Clark's got that we just drafted him um, last season. And let's see what we really can get out of him. Um, Xavier Tillman's definitely gonna get some time. That's not even a question um, about that. One thing I liked about the bubble was there's a time when we went to a three guard lineup. Uh, we put a lot of pressure defensively uh, on teams, and it also led to a lot of offense. That was with Ja, Grayson, and Dylan Brooks, actually, um, at that three-guard monster type of the deal. Um, and when I saw that, I saw a lot of transition buckets that we scored, um, which made it easier for us than Dylan to get himself started. Ja's running the floor. Grayson's doing a great as well. Um, and so when we're battling the three, it's got to be justice. Um, you don't do that type of trade in the middle of the season and not give him a chance at some point, I believe at the small four when he gets back healthy. Um, Kyle Anderson's been developing as well. So we've heard, um, but all these developments don't mean nothing to me um, until we're actually playing another team besides ourselves. Um, and even then you like, I, we need to see some games, right? It can't be like, Oh, it's been two or three games and this isn't working. No, let's give him about, about 10 games. It's still, a COVID-ish type of season. Um, I love the growth that Dylan Brooks has taught, said that he has, um, but that's <laughs> also been, you've been wide open uh, with these shots and doing whatever in your gym. So again, I want to see it with, when it, when it hits the grind, what type of shots are you really going to put up uh, Dylan Brooks? Um, and then, like I said, I would really want to see more from Brandon Clark um, and his development that he's had on the off season. If we're going to grow and cultivate this talent, with Ja and Triple J. Um, let's see our draft picks. Um, I did not speak about uh, Desmond Bain. I do believe he will get time. Um, you, To Skyler's point, if someone can shoot the ball, they're going to find time to get on that mm-hmm. court um, and, and put up some shots. Um, and so I see that. But uh, at the same token, he will get time. Uh, De'Anthony Melton, you, again, you don't sign a contract for a guy like that to come off the bench, uh, making eight and a half million to not get time um so him i think tyus jones was our missing piece um that could have really took us to the playoffs last season in the bubble um him being hurt uh really did hurt us as a team um so i'm interested to see what type of offense really comes off the bench for us um because we're kind of set on the starters but who knows what happens there is a log jam at guard position yes um but you rather have too many than not have enough mm-hmm. i agree True. Um, like I said, I think we know the starting the starting line that went healthy is Ja, Dylan Brooks, just um, Winslow, Triple J, and JV. But I'm call me crazy, but I can see a possibility of this thing starting until they get back. And the only reason I say that is because we did see the bubble. Brandon Clark plays much better off the bench than he did when he started. That's true. That's true. I don't know what it is about that. Uh, I think they are going to keep him as a six-man. They play. They play through Brandon Clark. So too. what's yeah, going to happen? Like they really play through him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He just works much better it off does. the bench and that unit. Yeah, and starting uh, Desmond Bain could open up the floor a little bit. So that's actually not a bad idea. Starting yeah. Bain together yeah. at the at the wings. Yeah. 
Yeah, and another thing that I kind of want us to keep in mind, too, is because the Grizzlies were one of the teams that actually went into the bubble. So, and most of the teams as well, so you got to think about it, like, everybody has to get back in shape. And so, with everybody has to get back in shape, like, you're going to, I think you'll see a much deeper bench, or a lot of the teams will do this. They're going to go much deeper into the bench, at least until their stars um, and most of their their rotation guys get their legs under them. So, I just think that he's on, like, we keep saying like you gonna find you gonna find you gonna find minutes for a shooter. Right. <laughs> I don't care what size he is. If he can shoot the ball, damn it, he gonna find minutes for him. <laughs> exactly. And really, with that lineup, I'm thinking Kyle Anderson would start at the four to Triple J comes back. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can see the Desmond Bain starting at the three or sliding Dylan down to the three and starting Anthony Melton. But Desmond mm-hmm. Bain would be the first guard or both yeah. of the out to come in together. Yeah, and I think and yeah, I think, uh, just... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think one person to keep in mind too is Kyle Anderson. I think he kind of played well beginning of uh, toward the end of the year, and then also in the bubble. So if he comes out uh, to start the season shooting as well as he did, then you probably won't see as much as Desmond Bain. But if he's not being able to stretch the floor, then there you go. I think I think Kyle Anderson is another person to keep in mind too. I hope he got faster. Yeah. <laughs> Come, on no. Come on now. Come on now. He's he's Come on now. You know he got the nickname Lobo for for a reason. Like and so you're running out of wishes thing, at like, this point, sir. Man, it is not just a thing. Like he legit. Like he legit plays like that. Like, bro, I watched a random pickup of his and he scored 30 just in slow motion and I'm still like okay he legit plays like this everywhere he goes so and it was easy like just the slowest like the slowest points I've seen in a pickup game like in a rec game over the but shoot how minutes. slow was the PP he was going against that's what I want to know who was you going against it was just your look <laughs> You've you you've seen NBA players in, in the league and things of that nature and you've seen how they play, how they just be dominant over folks. Like Kyle Anderson did this and it was like I said, the slowest. I mean driving daisy slow um thirty points that he scored and it was with ease. So hey. That's what we're thinking here, man. If you're talking about Kyle Anderson getting faster, so it's not gonna happen. Well, the schedule, not the whole schedule. They released the first half of the schedule uh, all the way up until, I guess, through February. <laughs> so I noticed they did. Well, first, the preseason. We first started yeah. preseason on December the 12th. Um, so by the time, right. So by the time we record again, I think they would be done. Probably, or they would be on the last preseason game by the time we record. So we'll be pretty much preparing for the regular season yeah. on this recording. So first up, uh, for preseason, we play at Minnesota back to back, then play Atlanta at home back to back. And I did notice throughout the schedule a lot of like we played Lakers at home. They're gonna go and knock them two games out back to back. They play at Minnesota back to back, at Portland back to back. Like they gone. I see how they measuring up with the COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how they doing the schedule. Sacramento, yeah. I see them on there. The Clippers it's gonna be two games in a row against them at home. So. I do like the way they are like lining it up to help with the COVID restrictions and stuff. And, oh, yeah. NBA K Day, like it's the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. 
That's crazy. Talk about God. I, re- I really wanted to think. I really want. I would, but I really wanted an MK day. But NBA ain't ready for that just yet. So that's just me. But uh, first game of the season, actually against San Antonio. So I guess overall the schedule, what do y'all think? Uh, y'all think it's tough? How tough y'all think it's going to be for us? Or think we're, we can manage without Triple J and Justice? Or just your thoughts on the schedule? Um, I think at the end of the day, I think everybody's schedule kind of balances out, I think, for the most part. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's tough. I just think for me and I think for the players, that's something that's going to have to – What's different is the fact that you'll run some of these games back to back like you won't even leave the city. So you'll run. I mean, you see on the third and the fifth of January, you play the Lakers back to back like (laughs) that's I mean, that's different, of course. I mean, there you run. There's another time where you play Minnesota two times in a row in Minnesota. So I think that's something that's different. I think that could be a good thing. That could also be a bad thing. I mean, if it's the Lakers back to back, maybe that's two losses or maybe, uh, like I said, flip side of the coin is maybe you split one of them. So. Um, instead of right, I think in past seasons you'll run you'll run the Lakers and then the Clippers and that's potentially two losses. So um and then plus you never know how the Lakers are gonna run it. I mean, you might not know if you get LeBron two times, you might not know if you get Anthony Davis two times. So um as far as whether it's easy or hard, who I don't really necessarily care about that, but it's definitely an adjustment when you see you gotta play the Lakers back to back twice and San Antonio back to back twice. So I think it all kind of balance itself out. I think the Grizzlies will will hold well if you ask me. Well for me as it looks, uh I would say the same thing. It's uh completely balanced. Uh, I like the uh, idea of playing these teams back to back with everything going on with COVID nineteen. Um so I do believe in the end that it's uh, evenly balanced. Um it's not too tough, it's not too uh easy. I do see us at this point either being close to a playoff spot or if not a seventh or eighth seed at this point. And I'm willing to book on that. So willing to book that. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with getting the eighth seed and still getting towards the bottom of the lottery. They should potentially move up if you see a player that you really want. So they won't. I mean, like you, like I've been saying, man, you had a top five to a talent to a team like this, and we we looking like the OKC Thunder, man. That that that's been my time for a minute. So hopefully, we'll we'll see what happens next season. Next season is gonna be an interesting season. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's been the next season, and, and like we said, how COVID does do some restrictions with how um, the travel will be. I'm hoping that we split a lot of these games at least. Um, if not, you know, win both. Um, I don't. I mean, even though there's like a day or maybe two in it in advance, you get we play the same people over and over and over again. We see it in the playoffs, right? You got you something where you can get a win. Um, and so it might not be the Lakers at first, um, but let's grab one at least for Minnesota, if not both, um, right, as we get on to the season. Now, the one thing I did want to talk about in regards to the schedule is the disrespect of the national television not showing Memphis Grizzlies. There are only three games on our schedule so far that the Memphis Grizzlies will be on national TV. That is January 18th against the Suns, February 12th against the Lakers, and February 16th against the Pelicans. Um, And so I really would like to see more of us on TV. I mean, of course, we get to see it. Um, because we're here. And we're, Welcome uh, to Memphis, Shady. Welcome to Memphis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we're true to this. But I, I think once we make that jump and, like, really become more of a playoff team, like that eighth seed, um, 
that will garner some more attention for us, I would hope. Um, but also the West to get a little bit stronger. The Suns got a little bit better. Um, the Trailblazers um, reloaded as well. Um, and so I look for us to be fighting. But again, if we can get one out of these two games every time we do a back-to-back um, and then go on a few streaks, I like where we're at. Who knows what the other half of the season will look like. Um, but if we can win at least you know, 60% of our games here, um, I would like our chances of making it in the eighth seed in the West. If y'all don't mind, let me run behind Shitty one quick second. Um, Dame Lillard did an interview with, I can't remember exactly who it was earlier this week, but he talked about how well some of the performances were in the bubble. And so he said um, the reason why some of them were able to play so well, like the Donovan Mitchells, the Dame Lillards, was because they didn't have to necessarily travel a lot. I mean, of course, you played your game, and you walk back to your hotel room. So to the point about the, these these back-to-backs, whether it's against South or the Lakers, I mean, uh, and some of these are a day or a day or two apart. So you don't have to necessarily get on the train or not get on train, get on the plane or get on the bus and travel. So that's I think that's a good that's a that's a good thing for them too. So um, to Shitty's point, if you can grab some of these back-to-backs where you probably would lose some of them in past years, if you can kind of, if you can split one of them, maybe you can take both just because you aren't necessarily having to do the travel. I think that's a good time for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I see a lot of, I think I signed this last year, I see a lot of pessimism with the Grizzlies and wanting us to tank and all this, man, look here. Y'all teams, man, losing doesn't help y'all teams. I don't care what anybody say. Unless you're the <laughs> I need us. No, losing doesn't help. If you can go <laughs> the for got it, a lot of, Right. The Grizzlies have a lot of – the Grizzlies have helped themselves with a lot of trade pieces, with a lot of picks. They've accumulated, too. Like Trevor said earlier, if we were to get the eighth seed or ninth seed and we're at the last half of the lottery, we could potentially move up because we had the pieces to be able to do something like that. So, I – to me, I think the the beginning stretch, I think we'll be okay without Triple J and Justice for the time being. And once they get back, I think – man, if we don't get the AC, I think the NBA hasn't improved that, that playoff tournament yet between the 7 and 10 – for 7 to 10 seeds. I yeah. think they're still going to have – I think they did. They're still going to have a play-in, I think. I think it's – Yeah, they're still yeah. having a play-in. They got play-in. So I think at the very least we're going to be in the play again at the probably mm-hmm. nine, ten, eight. I mean, wherever along that range, I think we'll make yeah. that. Uh, no matter what anybody else thinks, uh, with some projections got Pelicans in the playoffs over the sun. But you know, we'll we'll see when the ball gets rolled out. I know I'm future hot day over there anymore. You know, so I don't know. You mean the Pelicans? Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> the Pelicans. You're right. Yeah, they can't. So, got a Christmas Day game, man. Oh, y'all, know, so, like, y'all know Zion don't get that juice, man. That, that's ESPN, baby. We, exactly. we, we could have got the Christmas game, though. Ah, uh, you know who won't get a Christmas game. game. Nah, come on, man. Right. <laughs> come on, now. Yeah, hopefully, man. hopefully you weren't, you weren't wishing like, Tiff, like 2K has been all day. You you do not expect the Christmas on Christmas Day. We need that. Yeah. And, um, exactly, before, bro. Come on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for for the for the side being icy cold outside. Um, that stretch between January sixteenth to January twenty fifth, <laughs> um, where we play Philly, Phoenix, Portland twice, and Sacramento twice. That's going to be a really key stretch for me early on in the season to see you know 
a good litmus test for us. I'm not expecting us to win all those games, but we can go 500 within those games. Those are all playoff teams except for Sacramento. Uh, but Sacramento gave us a big fight last year, um, so I will look to see how we do. But I want to really look at our gauge of games right around that area um, to see how the rest of the season may turn out possibly for us. And who knows if we get when Triple J and Justice will be back. Yeah, they might be back around the time. Yeah, and so how will that chemistry yeah. now mold, um, especially with that stretch um, of games? Because those are not like – those aren't like teams we just blow past, like the Pelicans. Um, but like, you know, Philly, Phoenix, who's reloaded. Portland's going to give us a struggle and against Sacramento as well. So I look forward to that stretch of time for us. Yeah. I don't really expect mm-hmm. much of a drop-off, honestly, at, because what well, I think – I think Jai's going to get better. I think well, I saw Triple J in the, in the bubble. Let me know he's going to get better. Then Justice Winslow is just he's the X factor. If he is healthy and is the Justice Winslow that play well while healthy, I mean, play I'm I'm calling playoffs straight up. I mean, <laughs> that's how I need to see him. That's playoffs, mm-hmm. but he's the X factor on, uh, for us. Definitely in playoffs or just fighting for a play in, in my yeah. opinion. Um, so. We'll see. I'm very, very well, excited this, about this. It's a make or break here for Justice. Yeah. I see a free agent. Well, we got the team option on him, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be ending the show today. Yeah, and y'all got anything else? Uh, no, I'm just really looking forward to this next season. I think as much as we we talk about we're hoping that Justice Winslow um we can get a healthy season out of him. I think another thing we kind of got to do too is be real with ourselves and hope that we can get uh, Triple J to end the season as well too, not hurt. Yes. I think the past couple of years too, he's kind of – he's ended the season not um, not healthy. So um, I think a lot of rides – and it's not just the Grizzlies. I think it's a lot of people because the, the because the turnaround is so quick. Um, is who – yeah, of course. I think at the end of the day, like talent's gonna rule out. I think, of course, you have like your Lakers and your Clippers and everybody like that. But I think for teams, whether it be the Grizzlies or the Pelicans or the Hawks or whoever, who's the most healthy when he, when you get to the war at the end of the year? I think who's probably who's in the list of like, okay, this team is really really healthy. I think can get into the playoffs, and it may not, not it may not all necessarily be on who has the best talent because then you also got to think about the the the, the playing games too. So I think. We gotta really hope that uh, the Triple J can end the, end the season healthy. I think it's also the point that you also gotta look at is is not who who ends the season, but who also starts it. Like we're only playing what seventy two games this season, something like seventy games. So it's really who wants to get the ground running. You know what I'm saying? Early bird get the worm. The worm. If you get the if you get going quickly, like it makes it that much better for you at the end of the season as well. Um, before we close, I I just did want to say this. We need a. I want to fantastic 2021 season for the Grizzlies because there's so many free agents that are coming out in the 2021 and if we can land one of them um, to help with the talent that we're building will be huge so I think 2021 becomes our next year um, to get that star player along with our stars that we already have um, so I look forward to a great season for the Grizzlies so be honest man this be real just throwing it out there Shitty. we won't get another superstar all star like Zebo or none unless they get in trouble first so welcome to Memphis buddy sir I, I think it's going to happen because they're going to see what's going on here in Memphis and they're going to want to play with John Jaren. So I, I really can see that happening. It's yeah. got to be somebody like Giannis who has no no 
who's from overseas who doesn't have any ties anywhere. You don't want to be nobody like a Kawhi, who LA, the big cities appeal to those players. So they have to be somebody like a Giannis. Yeah, not specifically it, it, it Giannis, but Kawhi similar. Yeah, yeah, but see, I don't think it needs to. It even needs to be somebody to the likes of Giannis, because I mean, let's let's be real with ourselves. Is Giannis yeah. coming to Memphis? No. <laughs> I, I was saying, so. no, I was saying, I was yeah, saying no. that's the type of player that would come if it's if right we get, for sure, if right? But right, but for me, if you can get in, I mean, Jalen Brown's already tied up, but if you could get like a wing, <laughs> a, a wing to somebody to the caliber of him, like I think that would be enough to like, okay, the Grizzlies are enough. Like if you could get. Hell, I mean, like a Bradley Beal, or if you could get somebody like a a Devin Booker or something. Well, Devin Booker is a little too high, but if you could just get like a free agent who's a like on the mate? cusp of like really doing something, then I think that that would be enough. Somebody that Chandler Central. Parsons was supposed to be. Buddy Hill, like that name should not be discussed on this podcast. Maybe hashtag free Buddy Hill. Hashtag free Buddy Hill. He got coercions as the extension, man. Follow us at starting five to number five MEM. Follow the Grizzly Red Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to other podcasts on the network at Core Four. 3D and GBB Live. Again, this is the One P Shark. And I'm the shooting guard trying to get some money like DeAnthony Melton. I'm an underscore Sky Leader. Disappointed, man. You put to be like Desmond Bain, man. So, hey, we'll there you go. Hey, it's it's really cheating. <laughs> yeah, make sure y'all follow me, your boy, man, at Tab Shakir. Stay putting in, post, uh, working the post like my boy, Pam Parsons, man. That's my right hand, man, for a reason. Uh, shout out to the brothers again, the good brothers of Alphas, Kappa Aid in the building. Sure. You know what I'm saying? We're going to turn up. Thank His you, name for the dudes shall tonight. not be discussed on this podcast. No, 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 no. no. Dude, the last time. If we're we talking Grizz free agency, Pim Parsons' name has to come up in some kind of oh. fashion. Oh, Especially no, if we no. both doing work in the paint lane. Like, yeah, all right. All right. This is the end, y'all. Right. Yeah. Yeah.